Let's talk about Phil and talk about what his career said about him and what the players say about him and what the fans say about him because he's our manager and we're wondering, can he lead this team to a championship or maybe just a playoff berth this season? Let's find out together. It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are so glad that you're here. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen every day. Every show is free and available on all platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you are you are subscribed and you click that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Happy Friday to you, and thanks for being here for this episode of Locked On Angels where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Hey, we're taking this Friday to talk about Phil Nevin. It's a Phil Nevin Friday. How about that? I, the one <laughs> and it. only Phil Nevin Friday. That's that's today. So congratulations for being here. Mike, here. we <laughs> want to talk about a few things regarding Phil Nevin. He's our manager this year, and he gets a full year to make this team into his image, to guide this team. He was kind of thrown to the wolves a bit last season, taking over in Joe Madden's stead, and we feel like he did a pretty good job, so we thought it would be a good idea to prep our listeners in terms of who do we have at the helm in 2023. Let's get to know Phil. Let's look at his playing career, his coaching career, and what the players who have played for him have said about him over the course of his career. So let's start with what does Phil's playing career say about Phil? Who is Phil Nevin? Johnny, we got to start by acknowledging that Phil played his amateur career at Cal State Fullerton. One of our locked on viewers and listeners requested that we make sure that we talk about this. Yes. And in three seasons, he actually was really great. 364 average, 39 home runs, 184 RBIs. And Johnny, he led the Titans to the 92 College World Series. He was the most outstanding player. He went 10 for 19 with two home runs and 11 RBIs. Fantastic College World Series. He also won the Golden Spikes Award, and that's what's given to the best amateur player in the nation. Right. So so there you go. There's the Cow State Fullerton reference for our Locked On Angel listeners. Here's what we want to really focus on, John, is as a major league ball player, Phil had a pretty decent career. His, his strongest years were the Padres. He averaged 28 home runs and 99 RBIs. But I really want to zero in on him as a person as he played, specifically his emotions, because that really caught the attention of the Hmm. league. And so we have a few examples here. Let me jump to 1993. Phil was taunted by a man seated (laughs) in the front row, and he nearly attempted to jump into the stands to confront this fan before his teammates actually restrained him. And that same year, John, the Astros were concerned that Nevin did not apply the same level of intensity that he had in clutch situations compared to like when there were base runners on versus base runners not on. And they said they wanted him to bring the same emotion that he brought when he went after that fan mm. when he's actually when he's on actually the at the yeah, plate. Yes. It actually counts. Yeah. yeah, I love yeah. that. 
So he got really emotional that that season right. at that fan, but they also were really frustrated because he didn't bring that when he was at the plate. Uh, in 1995, when he learned that he was going to be demoted to Tucson on July 5th in Colorado, Phil Nevin cursed at Watson and Astros manager Terry Collins, who we are familiar with, Mr. Yep. Terry Collins. Then yep. in 1998, he tore off his jersey, arguing right balls off. and strikes with right the home plate umpire. And then 2002, which is the year that will remain in infamy for us Halo fans, yeah. uh, Phil Nevin was being heckled by a fan in September of 2002. He gave the fan the finger. He gave him the finger. And, 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 and then he, he, he did later apologize. But yeah, yeah. he uh, a, a couple of instances there, you know, Displaying some passion, I guess you could yeah. say. <laughs> yeah, and it didn't it didn't stop in 02. In 04 at Petco Park, he was with the Padres, and a ball he believed that, that should have been a home run in other stadiums didn't go out at Petco Park. Hmm. And so when he reached second base, he pointed towards the Padres general manager, Kevin Towers' suite, and he threw his helmet, <laughs> and so it resulted in a, a post-game argument with Kevin Towers. And then later on that season, Kevin Towers said that the two had a love-hate relationship, Johnny. Yes, <laughs> So going over these examples, Mike, of, of what Phil Nevin has done in his career in terms of, you know, emotion, passion, yeah. Yeah. maybe needed a little bit of maturity at, throughout his career. We see that Perhaps. on display. But you and I have talked many times about the Angels needing some fire, needing yeah. some emotion. Darren Erstad, we've talked about him because we feel like he'd be a great coach or a manager because of his emotions. I remember yeah. watching Jared Weaver get fired up on the mound whenever he would get a strikeout. That was one of my favorite things about him. And even even not the outward expression of like rage, but like one of my favorite stories is after he got hit around in Texas and he's coming off the mound and the stadium in Arlington is playing hit the road, Jack, don't you yeah. come back. And we were singing it. And Alex Curry afterwards said, Hey, were you singing the song as you were walking off? And he said, yeah, cause I sucked. Like just <laughs> yeah. very transparent, very open about their performance. And, and that kind of fire has been missing somewhat from the angels. So our question here is Phil's passion and emotion helpful or harmful to this Halos team. What do you think? Well, I think some fans will think that it's helpful and some will think that it's harmful. Hmm. And the example that they'll probably use is when we got into that Mariners brawl. Okay, but, yeah. But, but quite honestly, John, I know that there was a broken elbow and, and all of that stuff that happened. And then, of course, Rysel Iglesias throwing stuff and getting suspended. because well, Bradley couldn't climb a fence and he fell yes. off. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> but here's, here's the truth. As a fan, I loved that. Oh, because yeah. Phil was not going to allow our best player in Mike Trout to have the ball thrown up and in and not respond to mm -hmm. it. And and quite honestly, I would have done the same thing because you need to draw a line in the sand mm -hmm. and you need to be able to say like, listen, I know we haven't made the playoffs since 2014. We are kind of the laughing stock, right? And and we're the longest team to not make the playoffs. We're, I think, at the top now. Nah, and besides so, the Tigers. Besides the Tigers, right? And But the thing is, is that you have to say, we're, but we're not going to be pushed around and we're not going to be bullied. Yeah. And, and if those things happen, you have to have a manager that says here's what we're going to do lead the way and not do it in an immature way but do it in a passionate way mm -hmm. because Mike Trout is not going to be that guy Trout's going to be your good old boy mm -hmm. he's going to go out there and play his heart out but I think a passionate Phil Nevin makes a player like a uh, Hunter Renfro or um 
let's talk about Taylor Ward. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that they, when they know they're going to ground out, I think a manager like Phil Nevin being passionate and excited means that those guys are going to run it out like Mike Trout's going to run it out mm-hmm. because he's going to chew them out when they come back into the dugout. Right. And, and I think that that's what you need on this team. It's why I'd be a huge fan of Darren Erstad coming on this team. But I like Phil Nevin because yeah. he brings an element that Brad Osmus didn't bring and that yeah. even Mike Sosha, I love Sosha, but even Sosha didn't bring. We went and looked back at the stats regarding up and in pitches to Mike Trout and they went down after the brawl. So a lesson yeah. was yeah. to be learned there. It was not for naught. It was actually, it actually had a purpose behind it and it achieved the result that Phil Nevin was looking for. You don't throw up and in at Mike Trout and keep doing it. And as we saw, there was a drop off in the number of pitches at Mike Trout. So he accomplished something there. And yes, it did cost some of the season for him and some players. But I think that if, if Phil can rein in that passion and use it in a in a positive way, in a way that's going to, like you said, draw a line in the sand. I think that that is important. As we continue our conversation on Lockdown Angels about Phil Nevin, what do the players say about Phil? We're going to talk about that coming up. Johnny, I went to the uh, Built Bar website today because I was wondering if they have any new puffs because mm. you know I'm a fan of the puffs. Right. And Built Bar is the sponsor of this show and they have churro puffs. Let's and go. so I have ordered them and so I'm going to try them and then I'm, I'm maybe we should do an unboxing or an opening here <laughs> on the show because Built Bars are so good and the reason why they're so good is they're covered in 100% real chocolate whether they're a bar or a puff, you're going to love them. And they do have really great flavors besides churro. There's peanut butter brownie and coconut almond. Here's what's great. They taste really good, but they're also healthy for you. 130 calories, four grams of sugar, a whopping 17 grams of protein. And so if your mouth is watering for a built bar, here's how you can get a built bar. Go to their website, built.com, wide selection of bars and puffs, or head to Walmart in their pharmacy section. They have a four bar box filled with cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs. You can't lose with those flavors or head to Sam's club. They have a 13 bar box with their hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You're going to thank me later for that churro one. I can't wait to have it. Built Bars, Built Puffs, you got to try this. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. And for your second listen, you got to check out Locked On MLB Prospects with our friend Lindsey Crosby, who's a prospect encyclopedia. Look, you're going to see a lot of prospects in spring training, whether you're watching the Angels or any other team out there, and Lindsey's going to help you get to know all of them. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're talking about Phil Nevin, the manager of the Angels, and this segment we want to talk about what the players have said about Phil. So Johnny, why don't you walk us through what some of the players from his minor league days said about him and also when he was a coach and then eventually a manager for the Angels. Phil's first managerial job was with the Orange County Flyers in the Independent Golden Baseball League. They finished 37 and 39 in 2008. In 2010, he was named the manager of the Toledo Mud Hens. Catcher Omir Santos described his managing the Mud Hens as like having a big league manager in AAA. He liked oh, the great. way that Nevin handled uh, the Mud Hens. Nevin hasn't lasted longer than three years as a coach before moving up the ranks or moving to a different team. 
However, the narrative around Phil is that those players that played for him, it's very positive. They have lots of positive things to say about Phil Nevin. And of course, players for the Yankees and the Giants, they've enjoyed having Phil as a coach. Nevin was also interviewed about his relationship with the Angels players. And here's what he had to say. I've gone around and met with all of our players and tried to reach out to each one. For me, that's huge. The clubhouse and that group and the relationships we've all created, I want them to keep being strong. Trout actually said that Phil's been doing a really great job. This was last season, by the Mm -hmm. way. And he takes care of the players, doing a good job with managing, and he's fun to play for. I think that's the most that Mike Trout has actually said. It it wasn't just like, (laughs) hey, it's it's tough, or hey, it's good, right? Like, he, he really likes Phil Nevin, which I think is one of the reasons why Phil was brought back. Mm-hmm. Johnny, the question here, based upon the responses of the players, which has really been positive, nobody really has said anything negative about him. Mm-hmm. If the relationship is strong between Phil and the players, do you think that that actually will affect this team in a positive way? Will they benefit because their relationship is strong? Absolutely. We've already seen that. You and I talk about it all the time. His very first game, managing... Instead of Joe Madden, he had to come in and he asked Jose Suarez, hey, you got this? You think you can finish the inning? And he yeah, thought, love that. yeah, I can finish the inning. And and we've brought this up before many times as well. Jose Suarez would look over to the dugout and see if Joe Madden was coming to yank him and seeing, yeah. hey, when are you getting me out of here, Joe? And that went away with Phil Nevin. And I think it inspired confidence in Jose Suarez, who had a much better second half than first half. And I don't think that's a coincidence, Mike. I think that that is because of the kind of managerial style that Phil Nevin brings to the table. And you can tell that he wants to support his players. He has their back. He will defend them when it matters. He is not afraid to get in an umpire's face if there's a bad call. We all know that low and away strike to Shohei is a bunch of bull crap because he's so tall and he gets called it every time. And Phil's going to let the umpire know, hey, clean it up, Blue, right? He's going to be the one to stand on the step of the dugout and shout out to the umpire. And he's not afraid to back down. And I think He's earned that. He's earned that by the way he's communicated with the players. He's earned that by challenging them. Like he said the other day during uh, spring training or while pitchers and catchers have report, there's not going to be any charity playing time. If you're going to play on this team, you have to earn it. I really love that. Finally, the one thing I love is how at the winter meetings, and he was on TV with MLB Network, he was like dressed to the nines. He looked like a manager and he was carrying himself as a manager. This is a guy who has long wanted to be an MLB manager and he's worked his way up. He's worked his way up through systems. He came over from the Yankees as a third base coach. And you know what? Out of the guys that were there, given his prior experience, it made sense to finish out the year with Phil Nevin. Now, you and I speculated, will they bring in somebody else over the offseason? Well, Artie Marino selling the team kind of threw a wrinkle into all that. So it was like, all right, just bring Phil back. And while originally I thought, is this the Angels settling? I I, I have been convinced otherwise. I think mm. Phil Nevin is the right man for the job. And I don't want to jump ahead to what I think, but that is to say the way I've seen him interact with the players, the things he said about this team and the specific players on the team, I'm all for it. I think that knowing and trusting his players and them having the same knowledge and trust of Phil Nevin 
think that's going to go a long way, but what are your thoughts? I really think that having him on this team with that young pitching staff outside of Shohei and Tyler, although I don't think that they're excluded from this, I think he's going to be a great manager, Hmm. full-year manager Hmm. for somebody like Sandoval. Detmers and Suarez. You talked about Suarez, for example, and how he hung in games and wasn't looking at the dugout. I think, Johnny, having Phil Nevin as a manager for Patrick Sandoval is what's going to make Patrick Sandoval a much better pitcher this year and is going to get the attention of people, perhaps even an all-star nod, because Sandoval's going to go out there and know that he's got his manager uh, in his pocket, right? Like mm-hmm. his manager's got his back and he's not going to just yank him if he struggles. And so I think that what this does is it allows the players to be who they are instead of trying to fit a mold. And if they like them, if, if there's a good relationship there, then there's trust and you're confident in your manager, right? And that's what I think that this team really needs is a fiery guy who is going to go out there and and show you like, yeah, yeah, go prove it, man. Go show me how great you are. And I think we're going to see a lot of success because of that this next season. Locked on Angels is brought to you by FanDuel. We're at the midway point of the NBA season, and now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and easy to use, and then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes made. Plus, FanDuel even lets you to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay, so don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 and bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with fanduel the official sports betting partner of the nba what do we as fans think of phil nevin and how do we feel about phil nevin having a full year with the halos this season i mean expected full year who knows how yeah. things could go, but we're hopeful, and we think that he'll have a full year to uh, to do his thing. Mike, how you feeling about Phil Nevin? I like that he's here for a second season, even though I know he didn't play the whole year, because this team really needs some consistency. Mm. We've had four managers in four years, and we need a that's manager crazy. that's going to be in there. Isn't that crazy to think <laughs> about? We need a manager that's going to be there, that's going to hang in there. And I think Phil Phil was the right guy, as you mentioned last segment. Phil was the right guy because we need somebody to bring some consistency. So 2018, Sosha. Yep. Osmus, 2019, Madden, 2020, 21, 22. Uh, yeah. Good grief. Yeah. yeah. Nevin's the fourth guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny, I think it's something we already addressed, but I think it needs to be addressed again, is we also need we need a fire starter, man. Mm. This team needs somebody that can stir the pot and get the guys going. I, I said on an earlier episode of this pod, when we first started, I would love to see Darren Erstad as, as somebody who coaches or manages on this team. Mm-hmm. I also think that Darren, Darren Erstad would be somebody that would probably last for like four or five seasons, and then you'd have to can him, mm. because I think people would be exhausted by him. And I connected him to like Jim Harbaugh when he managed or when he coached the 49ers. Yeah. I mean, Harbaugh was great, but then you could tell the players were really exhausted by him. And so I think for Phil Nevin, he just needs to be that crazy guy who 
flipped off the player, uh, flipped <laughs> off the fan, right? Like he needs to be that guy that brings the fire. Sometimes, because yeah, this, yeah. Right, because, and obviously you can do it in an appropriate way, but I think this is what this team needs because you, you can't, this season can't just be a wash. You can't say, well, there's always next year. This has got to be the season that this team, this manager gets somewhere. And, and if they don't, I think they're going to blow this thing up. You know, what's interesting to me is it was uh, reported on Wednesday that Phil Nevin has invited Adam Kennedy and Bob Boone, and there was Love it. there was one more. Um, Erstad. Erstad, that's right. Yeah. yeah, we're talking about Erstad, and yep. yeah, Erstad's coming too. But yep. Bob Boone was the first one there, and Mike, Nevin's going out of his way to repair the relationships with these veteran angel Smart. players better Smart. than Artie Marino has, and he's getting them around this young team. That yeah. is incredible to me. Somebody on Twitter said, can Bob Boone play catcher for us? Can he come back? And <laughs> He's going to be one of our options. Yeah, right? Yeah. He's one of our yeah. options. That is incredible to me because, number yeah. one, it's it screams humility in the sense that, hey, these are angel greats who still have knowledge to pass on that yeah. perhaps I can't teach these young guys. However, Kennedy and Erstad and Boone, they can all teach something to these young guys. They have the experience. I really love that. That shows a mm-hmm. level of respect for... It's so smart. It's so smart. And it shows a level of respect for who the Angels have been, where they've been, who's helped them establish the legacy of the Angels along the way. Who better to invite than those guys? So that yeah. spoke so much to me and I love that it was like made clear Phil Nevin invited these guys to spring training I love yeah, that I do too and why not why would you not right. do that right I don't understand why teams don't do that and especially the Angels like bring these guys close these guys want a World Series these guys are good bring them in I get maybe if they're going to go against your philosophy but come on they're going to be humble when they come in mm-hmm. and they're going to be able to help serve these guys plus you know those guys are fans and so when oh, Erste yeah. walks in or AK walks in who by the way is a new follower on social media hey. of the Super Halo Bros and when they bring these guys in they, they can add a lot to this team and so I like that Phil has done that and and surrounded the team with these really great players. I do have one question mm-hmm. that I would say might be attention, and it's that's the Ray Montgomery piece hmm. because Ray is kind of Manassian's guy, right? And he was put in the dugout to help implement some things. I don't think that Phil is as arrogant as Joe Madden hmm. has been about who he is and what he does. However, I, I just I hope that there's not a tension there, and I hope that him and Perry and Ray Montgomery are all on the same page, and the philosophy that that Perry really wants to implement on this team, I, I think that Phil will implement it. I just hope that there's not any pushback that becomes unhealthy. I hope the pushback is healthy, and they, they get the best product out on the field with the greatest strategy. I don't think that there's going to be much if any pushback from Phil Nevin. Number one, every like we talked about the four managers. Well, we've also had four different GMs, it feels like, yeah. since yeah. from Tony Regans to Jerry Depoto to Billy Epler to Perry Manassian, right? And every year it's, here's a GM, but here's the old manager. Here's a GM, but here's the old manager, right? And so we're high, like these guys are working. One GM's uh, manager is working with another GM and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first time, and I know it was under difficult circumstances, but Perry got to pick his guy and he picked Phil yeah. Nevin. And I think Phil Nevin respects the opportunity. And I think so far, it seems like they're all on the same page. It seems 
from all indications, including the last half of the season where they played 500 ball despite all the injuries and all the issues. They still did very, very well, Mike, and I think that Phil and Perry will be on the same page. I think Ray Montgomery is a part of that plan as well. I look at the new hires from Driveline and who they brought in for hitting coach and Marcus Timms. Like, they've made some great coaching improvements, and to put Phil at the head of that to kind of manage all of that, I think him and Perry are on the same page, and I think they're going to put a very excellent product on the field for sure. Well, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Locked On MLB Prospects show with our friend Lindsey Crosby going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow and his podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to give us a follow at Locked On Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram, just like our friend Adam Kennedy did. Mike, what do we have on deck for Monday's show? It is a Mailbag Monday, and so get at us. Make sure you send those messages to us at LockedOnAngels, at Bros on Twitter and Instagram. And you can call us, 714-409-6396. All right, we hope you have a great weekend, and thanks for being here with us through this five-day-a-week week that we've just had. We're back to five days a week from here on out, so we're looking forward to more episodes of Locked On Angels. Until Monday, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Have yourselves a great weekend, and we'll see you back here on Monday.